You're listening to the Knowing Motherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Linnell Peters, and it's an honor to walk alongside you in motherhood, whether the journey is just beginning or you're right in the thick of it. I believe that your worth as a mother is not based on your performance and that your greatest strength is the love that you have for your children, whether they're in your arms or only in your heart. My prayer is that this little corner of the podcast world will leave you feeling more equipped, more hopeful, and less alone than when you arrived. Hey everybody, welcome to the Knowing Motherhood podcast. This is episode 25 and possibly the last episode of the year. I can't say for sure because there might be a bonus episode before the end of the year, but initially my plan was that this would wrap up 2020. So I'm really glad to be sharing a conversation with you today on the topic of stress. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, I would encourage you to either go back and listen to it first or you can listen to it after this one. They kind of just go together really well because last week I discussed with my guest, Catherine Hart, the topic of preparing for life storms and it was a really, really solid conversation just discussing how God really does use the hardships in our lives to um, remind us of who he is and also to grow us as humans, as believers. He really does a profound work in our lives through these things if we let him. And so I think that many of you were encouraged by this episode and I'm so thankful for that. And today I'm discussing with my guest uh, on the topic of stress and practical ways to navigate through stressful situations but how to also see stress not as something to be avoided or feared but rather in a better in a more healthy light which helps us to respond in a better way so my guest today is shauna scaife she is a life coach she works with women of all ages and different stages of life she helps mothers and women pursuing careers and different business ventures to be um become more aware of their their value and their worth as as a woman in whatever role the lord has given them whether that's in motherhood or or in another field um that they're pursuing and I love the work that she's doing because she uses biblical principles and how she coaches Um, it's not light and fluffy trying to build up a person's ego she really gets to the core of our humanity and helps women to be encouraged and inspired and equipped to do the work that that God has given them to do so I love that Shauna is a really great communicator and she has a lot of really great things to say on the topic of stress and I know you're going to love this conversation let's listen into my conversation with Shauna on the topic of understanding stress and avoiding burnout Shauna welcome to the podcast today Thanks for having me. I'm very much looking forward to this conversation because um, it's it's a, a very important topic as 
are, I always say that. I feel like I always say that at the <laughs> beginning of an episode because that's my heart for mm-hmm. knowing motherhood is to really encourage and equip the women who are listening. So mm-hmm. today we're talking about understanding stress and avoiding burnout. And I think you're just a wonderful person to have here mm-hmm. uh, to discuss this topic with me. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Do you want to talk a little bit about what you do, who you are, just a few little things about you so that our listeners can get to know you a little better? Sure. So I am a mom of three in small town Canada, and I had my kids all quite quickly together. They were all born within three and a half years of each other. So I feel like stress is just a topic that's very near and dear to my heart. (laughs) But what I do, I started out um, just, you know, blogging online and then blogging about decluttering. And in the meantime, I took a job at my local church and they wanted me to be coaching people, to be coaching leaders through things. So I took some life coaching training at that time. And I thought, wow, what a cool way of helping people through things, of helping them empower themselves. And I started to use that life coaching training in working with women online and helping moms in decluttering their homes and in setting some goals for themselves and kind of showing up for their lives with more purpose and more presence and more peace. Mm. And so now I spend most of my time, I'm life coaching women, life coaching through whatever issue comes up for them and some podcasting and blogging all along the way. Mm, I love it. And previous to this, you had, you had started, and I need you to refresh my memory a little bit. I'm sorry, about a few years ago, just share maybe a little bit about how we met. Yeah, so we had started, me and my friend here, Ray, we started a I don't know what it's called, like a forum, a community. We started a community called A Little Light. And Mm. the goal of A Little Light was to join Canadian Christian women who were working online and whatever they were doing online, building up some kind of platform. Mm -hmm. And just as a place for them to come together, to be inspired, to just learn from one another. And so that's where I met you originally. Well, Ray pointed you out to me, and we asked you to come to one of our events. We had this panel mixer where we could have a QA and a with people who had, you know, made a platform and were doing some cool things online. And you were one of those people, so that's where we met. And I so loved that experience. I was so honored for one thing that you would ask me to come and and be on that panel. But I think it was really neat. There, I I still am in touch with some women that I had mm, met through nice. that, yeah. and. Um, and I just remember it being a really neat evening of just even having the opportunity to listen to the other women um, share as well. And I've actually kept in touch with all three of them. Oh, and so nice. yeah. I know. So that was a wonderful thing that you guys put together. And I want to tell you one little fun fact that I didn't share with you previous okay. <laughs> <laughs> when we were chatting before this. But I just wanted to tell you now. Yeah. I still have the mug. Oh, you do? <laughs> and it oh. all the a little light mm-hmm. font that was on that. So you guys, I think you had given us these little cute gift bags, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there was this mug and it said in, in beautiful script font, a little light on it. And I all that's totally off of it after yes, all these years right. of yeah. use. <laughs> but you know what? And it's all scratched up. But this is still one of my favorite mugs. Oh, that is so <laughs> cute. Day. I know yeah. mine got beat up too pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think it's so cool because it always reminds me. And whenever I look at the mug, mm. it's interesting. But I don't see the actual font because it's gone. But yeah. I always think of that phrase. And I always think of being a light, a mm. little light. And I think that's... Yes. 
that is the heart behind it. So that totally makes my day. See, you have faith in something, you try something and now it's being run by another woman by Jenny Marie but just like putting that out there and knowing like I'm just going to plant a seed for women and and Mm -hmm. hopefully they keep nurturing that yeah that is so great do you want to talk just a tiny bit um more about um your own motherhood story just a little bit about Mm -hmm. what that journey has been like for you and Mm -hmm. uh and then we'll we'll get into our main discussion on stress Oh man. So, you know that saying motherhood is sanctifying? Yes. I think it's a good hashtag because man, <laughs> I could have a lot of pictures to post for that. So, mm. it we were having struggles um getting pregnant with our first and I found out I had an autoimmune disease in the meantime, a thyroid condition. Okay. And so that was its own faith journey in itself. Like mm. just that alone and the first baby comes and you know, the birth and the whole experience is overwhelming, but then you have this one baby and and it feels like, oh, okay, I kind of know what I'm doing. And then 16 months later, my second comes along and she cried all the time. And I know people say that, but she really did cry all the time. And I had to change what we were eating and all of these other things, but just feeling so helpless in motherhood and feeling like if I don't fix this, then what? Like, then what kind of parent am I? And that that experience really brought me to God, like like crying at night, trying to put her to sleep and, and just hearing eventually, like just hearing God whisper back, like, I got this, like, mm. relax, I got this. And that, that really um, showed me that motherhood is not something I'm going to be doing alone on my own energy, on my own strength, that it's something that he's bringing me through. Right. And then I had a third baby and now all these babies are growing and they're having spats and, and needs and, mm. all, you know, snacks all the time. So it's it's definitely been an experience of becoming someone who keeps showing up, um, keeps resetting and like it's really growing me. You know, if you like be careful what you wish for because you might get it. And mm-hmm. if you're praying for patience as a mother or whatever you're praying for, even motherhood itself, that, okay, now that's here and it isn't going to be easy. It's still going to be a trial that grows you and shapes you along the way. So I feel like motherhood has been one of the hardest things in my whole life, but one of the things that has grown me the most. Mm, yeah, I think we can all say that. Mm-hmm. I mean, just in so many ways. Um You know, I didn't really give you a heads up about this question, but I I know I have confidence that you can answer it easily. But the the phrase life coach can Mm -hmm. sometimes within the Christian community get a bad rap, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, And I'm wondering, can you touch on how um, being a Christ follower informs the way that you help others, maybe differently than someone who is a secular life coach? Right. I think that's a fair question. And so I offer life coaching to anyone who wants it. But if they say, I'm a Christian, can you life coach me? from those values then i handle things in line with that excuse me so some of the things that i think are different is this idea that um well first of all i welcome the holy spirit into every conversation and i Mm -hmm. ask that that is guided like this whole conversation i want it to be led by god that he's opening us up to the truths he wants us to see rather than relying on myself to do it in everything i know and it's so amazing because i'll start a conversation and it goes somewhere totally unexpected and i'm like that wasn't me that was god so Mm -hmm. i i really give him the credit for it and i think when it comes down to life coaching a lot of our worries 
at the end of the day is that we're not good enough and we're doing it wrong or that something bad is going to happen. Like those are some very core fears we have, but the Christian faith that we have, it informs us that we are worthy. Like remember who you are in God. Remember how you can trust him. Remember the faith you can put in him. And asking yourself, coming back to it and saying, how am I trusting God right now? How am I relying on him versus myself? And I think those kind of mentalities versus like, it's all within me. I'm the power. I can make it happen. I believe we do need to take action and we need to take responsibility. But the Christian values of life coaching are that really God's got this. He's got you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Well, let's dive into this conversation sure, yeah. today because just the few little things that you and I have talked about previous to this recording um, have made me even more excited to discuss it with yeah. you because you have a really good understanding of a lot of the, um, you know, the little, uh, the deeper things that affect us stress-wise mm-hmm. and how we can look at stress differently. So let's start off with just talking a little bit about what is stress. And what happens within our bodies and our minds when we experience stress? Yeah. So stress, it's a biological response, right? We call it the fight, fight, flight, or freeze response. Mm -hmm. But this response is triggered when we perceive a threat or danger and an inability to deal with that. So those are two important points to make. And first of all, like the, the idea of threat or danger. So the stress response is very primal, right? Like it's moving us from danger and for many you know, generations before, dangers were life-threatening. They were imminent. But now in this modern society, what actually feels threatening to us, what feels dangerous is quite different, right? Running out of time, public speaking, someone being disappointed in us, those things feel dangerous now. And the idea of an inability to deal with it. So it's not just like my kids are fighting. It's I feel like I can't deal with them. It's not just the bills are piling up. It's I feel like I can't manage them. So when the stress response happens, it shifts, like everything in our body makes this shift and it's releasing these stress hormones, cortisol, adrenaline, a different part of our brain is activated that allows us to just make, take action. This is what it's designed to do. It's designed to make us take action. You know, we have the fast heart, we feel hot, our blood is pumping, we're just ready. But what we don't also notice in that moment is that when we're using this different part of our brain, when we are just focused on surviving, that we're not actually using that very mindful part of our brain, the prefrontal cortex. We're not aware of what's happening internally, just very aware of the external, right? We just want to make the pain stop. We just want to make the danger go away. But when we are acting from a stress response, we often act in a way that we aren't proud of, right? Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. when it comes to motherhood. That stress response, it just hijacks our ability to show up well. It hijacks our abil- ability to show up in line with our values. Like, I want to be a peaceful mom. I want to be a mom who has fun. But when I'm stressed, what am I doing? I'm short. I'm anxious. I'm yelling. And so we actually feel gross about how we show up in stress. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's just it just doesn't help the stigma of stress. This belief that stress is always bad and we should never be stressed because what happens is we're not actually proud of how we act when we're in stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. So what, 
you know, what kind of common stresses, and you just touched on this a little bit, but let's dive in a little bit more to common stresses in motherhood and what those some of those typical responses are. Right. So there's kind of two types of ways to look at stress. There's chronic stress and acute stress. So acute stress is something that just happens. Like um, you're doing a big home reno, like that's usually it's acute. Maybe sometimes it's chronic for some people Mm -hmm. or your kid is injured. So there's something that just comes up and it's a one-time thing, but then there's the chronic stress, the daily stress. And this is the stress that lots of mothers feel. And Mm. it's the loudness, the mess, the constant demands, the fightings, the schedules, But really, the stress isn't all about those things, but what we think about those things. So Mm -hmm. like my kids fighting and what's actually stressful for me is the idea that they shouldn't be fighting and why are they always fighting and why can't I just figure out how to get them to not fight? Like that's actually the more stressful part or feeling like there's so many demands on you and this narrative like I just can't get one minute alone. I'm too overwhelmed that the things itself aren't always stressful. And you can even think sometimes when you're in a good mood and you've slept well and you wake up and your kids are in a fight or something like that would normally tip you off, it doesn't bug you as much, right? Mm. Because you Mm. feel like I can handle this or you guys, it's not really a big deal. So really, we really have to pay attention to what we're thinking about it. Mm. And the chronic stress is really important to pay attention to because that is what can move into burnout. So we're designed to handle stress. Our bodies are designed like the stress response itself is biologically preparing us to have the energy to take action. Mm. But eventually we run out of energy. Eventually we burn out. And the interesting thing is when we are in a stress state, the parts of our brain that we're using, the amygdala, and all of the neural pathways of thought patterns that we have, just in that stress state, the more we stay there, the stronger these neural pathways get. It's like a river grooving down, that the more we're stressed, the more stressful we're thinking. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, Mm -hmm. for some of us even, stress can be quite comfortable, that the brain is like, I want to solve a problem, I want to solve a problem. So just being mindful that stress can beget stress, and allowing ourselves a chance to return to homeostasis, like return to a relaxed state, is very important to, they say it's to take the foot off the gas, right? Like really stress mm-hmm. is just your foot's on the gas, to take the foot off the gra- gas and allow our bodies just to come back down, feeling safe, feeling calm. And then we can start to tap into that part of our brain, the prefrontal cortex that allows us to thrive and think very mindfully and logically and long-term. So it really changes how we show up. I think it's so powerful and something I really, it didn't hit me until I caught myself more and more that right now I can't show up. And watching your kids, like right now they can't show up well, they're in stress, that it really hijacks how we show up. Yeah, absolutely true. You know, as you were talking, I I thought about this subject of social media scrolling Mm -hmm. and I thought about how so many women and I talked about this very recently with Wendy Speak Mm -hmm. and a couple of episodes back and we were discussing um, how when we're feeling stressed, the answer is 100% not to go on your phone. Right. The, yes. y- that, because you sit on your phone and you scroll for even five minutes, mm-hmm. you're not helping your body to calm in any way. Do you have any more thoughts on that topic of social media and stress? Yes. It's so good. And I loved those episodes with Wendy, by the way. They mm. were so good. Um, and when we're in stress, we have three 
types of actions that we take the fight the flight or the freeze so in the fight we're trying to control the threat so Mm. we're probably walking around nagging controlling people controlling situations becoming angry or defensive when we're in flight we try to control our environment so Mm. usually that looks like creating an environment where the threat is not likely or welcome and maybe that means we're stressing and we're planning maybe that means sometimes we're leaving and that can look like us withdrawing to another room Right. But what what often is happening when we're like turning to our phone is we're freezing. We decide I can just control myself. But the way that we try to control that is we become avoidant through distraction, through right. distraction and through numbing. Mm-hmm. And the coping habits that we have with stress are just as important to pay attention to as stress itself, as right. what stresses us and how we handle it. Yes. Because what I find has happened with me over the years is something would stress me out in the day. And, you know, once you're stressed about one thing, once that baseline is there, everything else feels so much more stressful. So Mm. the stress keeps piling up. And at some point I'm like, well, now I'm just entitled to this stress, right? Because Mm. my life is stressful. So it keeps piling up throughout the day. I don't do anything to manage it, anything healthy to manage it. And I turn to a coping habit that offers a big hit of dopamine. And sometimes that's going on the phone. Maybe that's eating, maybe that's drinking, maybe that's shopping, but we turn to a coping habit just for that relief. And that coping habit can become like a silver bullet. Like I can be stressed all I want. At the end of the day, I know I have this thing that makes me feel better, but it doesn't make my life better. It's not life giving. And so now we have two problems. We have this a life that feels stressful and we have this habit that we've created around how we deal with the stress that actually is going to make our life harder in the long run right if right. we are turning to something that is withdrawing us from our life rather than giving us life mm. it's we aren't coping with it in a healthy way because stress will always be a part of our life right, right. it's yeah. always going to be there and accepting that and recognizing that I get to choose how I deal with that stress. That takes a lot of responsibility and mindfulness, which is hard to do when you are stressed, right? So lots of grace to all of the mamas who are there just trying to feel better in their day and turning to the thing that makes them feel better. Yeah. And how toxic is this this cultural mindset today of you deserve the happy life? You mm. know, this this concept that that really just takes it basically strips away reality for us right it says to moms you shouldn't be feeling stressed this is not you deserve better and isn't that just a total lie and exactly as you just said it makes us avoid then something that is realistically part of life Mm -hmm. and intrinsically designed to help us navigate life in a very healthy way Yeah, absolutely. I think it really creates the stigma that stress is bad. If you have stress, you're doing it wrong. And Mm. what it ends up doing doing is it gives us a low tolerance for stress because now we think we constantly need to avoid it. Yeah. And we might even tell ourselves that stress is something that I'm helpless at because it's not something I've practiced getting better at. I've constantly avoided it. Mm. So we're, we're now in this helpless state, in this shamed state that we're feeling it. And stress just becomes unmanageable because we don't manage it. Right, right. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm one of those people that it's incredibly, uh, or in the past, was very gifted at repressing stress. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I had this this issue with complaining. I didn't, I I never wanted to complain. And so instead of 
doing what I now realize would have been the healthy thing and saying, acknowledging, you know, hey, this is stressful or this is going to be stressful, but that's okay. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. it was like, I'm not going to admit that I feel stressed, but it would show in my mothering and in the way that I responded to things. But I would, it was almost like a state of denial because I didn't want it there. And that's a, an avoidance yes. as well, right? Right. It, exactly. Yeah. 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 You know, so we've touched on a little bit this this perspective of how stress can be seen as a good thing. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about how um, avoidance is not helpful. Um, so what are some ways that we can create a healthy a healthier mindset towards stress? Starting right now for a woman who's going, oh my goodness, I'm checking all the boxes here. Like, right. yes, this is, I have a chronic issue with stress mm-hmm. and I want, I want to change the way that my mind works. Yes, and um, I think that's so important because just recognizing like, hey, I'm showing up stressed every day and I don't want to. Yes. Right? Yeah. I think coming from what makes us feel stressed, a perceived threat, and an inability to deal with it, that we need to start meeting our own needs so they don't feel threatened. And I mean the base needs like sleep and food and water and connection Mm -hmm. with people and autonomy. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's so important to pay attention to yourself throughout the day. I used to do something when I was home with all three small kids and feeling this like buzz of anxiety come up and I would say, what do I need right now? What do I feel like I'm trying to get? Mm. I, and maybe I would have just turned to what would make me feel better, but just bring him back and be like, actually, I haven't eaten healthy or haven't, I've only had like coffee and protein bars today. I wonder why I'm cranky or just stop yeah. and be like, you know what? I haven't even taken a break to go to the bathroom, something yeah. simple, or I want a connection with someone who's a friend I could text right now. Yes. So those kinds of things, feeling like you're meeting your own needs Right. And what's happening is women, this is why wine o'clock, like this has become this thing where, and we want community. And so I can see how women are justifying this glass of wine at the three to five o'clock hour Mm -hmm. or whenever. I mean, it gets a lot more serious than just one glass of wine a day. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I hope I'm wrong, but I, I think that it's also, you know, it's really infiltrated into the Christian community of women as well. And that's, you know, I, I think that I want to really call that out based on everything you just said. What are our, our, our natural God-given needs? And then, you know, even write yourself a list. What is not? Wine is not a necessity. In fact, yes. that could cause so much toxic harm in your life if you're using it as a tool to cope. And, you know, even things like, um, like things that feel like you're being pampered you know and again Mm -hmm. we can bring this back to social media and how harmful everything that we see Mm -hmm. depending on who you follow online but if you see women always going for manicures and getting their hair you know done perfectly and and all of this and you're sitting at home covered in in baby spit up yeah (laughs) right and you're 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 sitting there and you don't feel good because like you said you ate the the granola bar this morning instead of something healthier that's going to make you feel good Mm -hmm. you're going to think that that's possibly what you need to make you happy and and feeling whole and together and and functional right but yeah but it's really important um to would you agree that that's a good practice to sit and actually write a list like what do are my my god-given needs 
that are going to bring me that feeling of wholeness and what am I running to kind yeah, of on the other absolutely. side. Yeah. It's a yeah. practice that I have my coaching clients do because we've turned to the things in the moment that we just know will give us that hit of dopamine. So our brain mm. has now learned when stress comes up, this is the solution. We've taught that to our brains, right? So it's really mm-hmm. hard to pull yourself back from that. And what we see online, what we see other women doing, that becomes our value system in a way. If we don't monitor that for ourselves, we look at what other people are doing and we think, oh, that's how they're dealing with it. And I'll say that glass of wine at the end of the night, that used to be my, I can let stress pile up because I have that solution at the end of the night. And that and that, you know, in the moment, that was a coping mechanism, right? That was a coping mm. strategy for me. And it took a lot of mindfulness to start to write out a list of things that actually made me feel great and maybe not as good because the dopamine level is so different, right? But yeah. things that were giving me life. And so I wrote out my own list too. It's like a hot, hot bath or putting AirPods in and just pumping music in or playing the piano, things like that, like having that list to go to in the moment, but also constantly checking in with yourself throughout the day. I have some coaching clients set a timer for themselves every hour. How am I feeling right now? Because I think monitoring your scale of stress, and I call it like a scale. And even in my own home, I talk to my kids like green, yellow, red, like I'm in the red right now, guys, I'm going to go be alone for a minute Mm. (laughs) so just like monitoring ourselves so that we can constantly come back down we're not relying on this silver bullet at the end of the day to make it all go away we need to do that work yes and I think that's part of why a lot of moms struggle um, with doing the work because we already feel we're like we're doing so much work right. for yes. our families. Yes. And so we often end up giving ourselves the worst. And it's not, I mean, I think that, you know, initially you and I were going to talk about self-care and I just really mm-hmm. don't like that phrase because there's a lot attached to it that isn't biblical and it, that is not helpful. Um, But the truth is that there is a healthy type of self-care and it's exactly what we're talking about right now. It's these these needs that that need to be met for our bodies and our minds to function well. And um, you've talked about doing this assessment and looking inward. Right. Mm -hmm. What am I what am I needing right now in this moment to 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 help me to function in a healthy way, to think in a healthy way? Yeah. Do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I think practically speaking to just take the stigma off of it paying attention to your thoughts about everything as well what feels like a threat to me what actually is is dangerous to my brain right now the mess on the floor is dangerous and just sitting with that right and getting curious about that oh that's interesting that that causes me stress i wonder why what do i make it mean that my house is messy or that my kid didn't listen to me. That is one of the most powerful questions you can ask yourself. It's like, this makes me mad, but why? What do you make it mean? And the other part is you're feeling like you cannot deal with it. The longer you stay in that place of overwhelm and I just don't know what to do and I feel helpless and nobody ever helps me, those thoughts do not feel great. Those thoughts lead to stress. So really bringing it back to thoughts that are going to empower you to show up, even if they're stepping stones like, I feel overwhelmed, but that's okay. Or right. I just don't know what to do next, but I can figure out one thing. So really empowering yourself that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking truth. Mm-hmm. And 
in your conversations and your coaching with women who um, do have a relationship with the Lord, what are some of the spiritual um, encouragements um, that that you like to remind them of and impress on their hearts? Yeah, and when it comes to being stressed and being a stressed mom, I think about what helped me. And one one scripture that helped me was to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Mm. And that's kind of what we just talked about here is we're thinking a lot of these things like I'm not good at this or my kids shouldn't fight. I'm a bad mom if my house is always a mess. And is that true? What Mm. does God say about you? What is actually true about you? What is actually true about your value, about your life, about your abilities? And the other one I had on my chalkboard for a really long time was, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. Yes, It's okay to feel weak, Mm -hmm. but we don't want to stay in the victim role. And I think in, in those moments of stress, we just want it to be easy, right? Yeah. Yeah. We cannot accept that life comes with hardship sometimes. The yeah. daily things that feel hard, it's hard for us to accept that. What would be perfect if life felt easy, if everyone listened, if my hair looked great every morning, if food was you know, plentiful, mm-hmm. if everything was easy. But then we would never have any weakness, right? We would never get the ability to experience grace and to experience God's power. Like this is the training grounds for those things. And it feels like a mundane area. It feels like a thankless job sometimes. It feels relentless. This training ground of motherhood is so sanctifying if you keep pushing forward with love, with compassion, with forgiveness, and with excitement that God has called me to something bigger than not enjoying my life anymore, than not enjoying my kids. And I say that because I've been in those situations. Yeah. And and I'm encouraged even just listening to you talk about all of that again, because pride can be such a big issue Mm. for so many of us and Mm. and i can speak to having a major wrestling with pride in previous years of motherhood where i would beat myself up for not being able internally beat myself up for not feeling like i could do it all and also what you're the the feeling of, of weakness Yes. I would reject that over and over again, whereas now I've learned to say, all right, Lord, I can't do this. And, I, I, and sometimes I'll even, you know, use strong words and say, and I hate it. I yeah, want yeah. to. I want yeah. to so <laughs> much. But I know you are perfect. Mm-hmm. And I know that you can do whatever is necessary. You, you can give me whatever is necessary to accomplish this task or to make mm-hmm. it through this experience. And, and what a game changer that is. Yeah. When we can kind of drop our pride and remember who is perfect and, and, and just kind of settle in into that humbling moment. Because I think it really also, that alone drops our stress level. I is think when so. We reorient ourselves in, in, yes. in God, yeah. Neediness. I wrote years ago in my prayer journal, like, God, only you have the grace to drown me in my own neediness. Because Mm. we have to need God in order to actually be on that journey with him. We have to have a need with him. It's not just like a companion that we don't rely on. Like we have to have a need that he is meeting for us. Mm -hmm. And motherhood really brings us face to face with our neediness. It's messy, right? Yes. Yes, it really does. It really does. And I think that one of the beautiful things for us as women is when we 
have these conversations together and we we talk about our weaknesses together Mm -hmm. um and again i hate drawing this back to my own issue with pride and motherhood but years back i couldn't sit in a conversation with another woman and say anything um, about my struggles in motherhood. In fact, it's embarrassing to admit, but I felt, I feel like I was always trying to talk myself up as a mother because mm-hmm. I felt very confident in my role, and so yeah. I justified it that way. But then there was a day where I started recognizing, hey, I am not helping other mothers. Mm, yeah. I'm not helping my friends by sitting and trying to convince them that I have it all together. Yeah. And, and wow, like, it, it it's really difficult to look back on that and think about how often I probably turned a friend away who needed to be real mm-hmm. but maybe she felt like I'm you know I, I may not be related to in this moment like yeah. talk maybe about I'm leveling the playing field right yes 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 yes, yes. what a difference yeah. it makes to just be real and really honest about those things and um Shauna, do you have any other thoughts on, um, you know, just even a personal encouragement uh, just directly to a mother who's listening and just she's right at that state of burnout Mm -hmm. right now. Maybe she's feeling this heavy weight of isolation because of the pandemic and she's discouraged and anxious and she's trying so hard to mother her little ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and I think most of us who have had small babies have been that mom, right? Just felt on the edge like everything is too much yeah and so first of all you're not alone and if you talk to any other mom especially like Linnell says the moms who can be a safe space and share what's real like no you're not alone but what I think is really important in that moment is to honor what feels hard I, I tell my coaching clients like you're allowed to feel your feelings if this feels sad let it be sad let that sadness flow through you so you can process it rather than being in a constant state of resistance resistance of what feels uncomfortable and hard and negative resistance of how hard this is resistance of what is really happening for real in your life so Mm. letting yourself feel those things and then stepping back and saying okay now i'm going to take responsibility how can i nourish myself today what do i need Mm. food water god's word movement and how can i enjoy myself this was a challenge for me to learn that i really want to be a mom who enjoys her kids and it took me recognizing that i wasn't enjoying them anymore to really be like i gotta dive back all in on this project of enjoying my kids because the time goes by and people tell you it goes so fast and don't we hate hearing that but i really want to encourage moms to just stop and enjoy their kids enjoy themselves enjoy their life today mm-hmm. such great advice sean i'm so thankful for your time with me today i really um just i just want to say that i am grateful that women like you exist who are willing to share their knowledge and experience and you have such a heart of compassion for other women so just all the best in the the coming year. I'm so glad that we had a chance to reconnect. And um, can you tell people where they can find you online uh, resources? I know you have some eBooks available too, don't you? Yeah, there are some books. And first, let me say thank you for having me on because I think making a space where these conversations can happen is equally or more important than the conversation itself. So thank Mm. you for that. 
and people can find me. I'm simpleonpurpose.ca. My podcast is called the Simple on Purpose Podcast. And the books you mentioned, they're on my website. One's called the Life on Purpose Workbook. That's working through the values and vision you want for the nine areas of your life. It's kind of something that people tend to do around New Year's Eve. That's what we do around here. There's a Homemaker on Purpose Workbook to help you like start taking action into the routines you want in your daily life because a lot of us know what to do we just Mm -hmm. need a little bit of help putting that into action right yeah right and you're on and so you're simple on purpose on instagram are you anywhere else you've got your website not really yeah okay pretty much the website you can find everything from there yeah okay sounds great (laughs) can i ask you one more fun question before we say goodbye yeah all right. If you had four hours all to yourself and someone had already cleaned your whole house for you, how would you spend that time? Oh my gosh. When I read that question, I laughed at myself because I'm like, I would work. <laughs> oh, I've heard that a few times. It's so sad. <laughs> but you know, when you work for yourself and you get all these exciting ideas and you're like, now I can make it happen. It gets really exciting. But if someone was like, your, your internet connection is down, that would be a game changer. I would like make a coffee and read a book. I'd play the piano. I'm not a good piano player, but just the feeling of doing it Mm, go for a walk outside like those kinds of things that I just I I spent a lot of years um, alone with my husband worked camp work before we had kids so I spent a lot of time to myself really just developing these routines which probably made motherhood harder retrospectively (laughs) but I really enjoy being alone and just you know getting cozy and and just cozying up with a good book and that kind of thing so the pandemic hasn't been too difficult in that way. I know the introverts are thriving. The introverts were thriving and we live in such a small town that it felt like life continued for the most part with masks now, but we just get stuck with our core group. My husband Mm. still went to his job. So the pandemic felt kind of normal life but then the longer it went on, the longer I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. (laughs) we need some space guys. Yeah, I fully relate because we were in the same boat. We both work from home, and mm-hmm. so not a lot changed for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, But introvert or extrovert, we all need human connection. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. So we have to just find the ways to do that. And um, But I'm sure grateful for this time of connecting with you. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. It's a pleasure. It's amazing to me when you really think about it, how the problem lies within our fearing stress. And when I think about my own life and my own response to stress, I think, how many times have I ran to something to make myself feel better in the moment when that really was actually harming myself in a way, you know? Coping is never the goal. We want to do what is going to equip us to handle stressful situations because we're never going to be without stress. So I love and appreciate Shauna's uh, advice and wisdom for us in this um, area. And I really hope that you've been encouraged in your journey of life, of motherhood, of Um, walking with the Lord to pursue better mental health, better um, um, ways of pursuing health within stressful situations and how to not avoid and not fear and to choose to do the things that are going to help you be healthier in every area. 
I loved this conversation. I pray you did too, friends. Um, just a little update on the website. That has been a project that has been put aside, but it won't be like that for forever. And so I'm praying in the new year that we can make some more progress there and that it's not going to just be a blank uh, screen when you type on knowingmotherhood.com. I also wanted to tell you about the Facebook group that I mentioned months back. Um, it's called Knowing Motherhood Community. You're welcome to go and um, answer the questions uh, to be approved to, to join this group. Um, this is a place where my hope and prayer is that I can further encourage you, challenge you, um, and provide more um just wisdom and experience to your own maternal mental health journey. I definitely want to use that space just to do a deeper work and to move forward together in our, in our journeys of motherhood and to know a greater sense of confidence and reliance on God as we do that together. So a reminder, friends, to you again, something that Shauna mentioned was the verse that speaks about God's power made perfect in our weakness. And I love the prayer, Lord, show me your power in my weakness. Thank you that I am not all-knowing and all-powerful. Thank you that you are and that you can do great things through my weakness. Friends, take the time to pray that prayer today and trust God with today, with your future, and to help you to learn how to navigate stress in a more healthier way. Uh, it's going to impact your families just as much as yourself. And um, thank you for being here with me today. I love you all so much, and I'm so encouraged to hear about how the Lord is doing a work in your lives through these episodes. And that just makes all the effort, all the time poured in worth it. And so thank you. And I really can't wait to see you here again soon.